Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and you're listening to a day of prayers morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today, and just thank you for giving us your word, Lord, and just making where it never changes. And Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us the revelation, Lord, so that we're able to understand it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. As always, we are glad to have you with us as we continue to learn and grow in relationship with our Lord and Savior. It's a, it's a blessing to have you with us as we discuss the Word and continue our study in the book of Acts. We are officially in chapter 8, and mm-hmm. um, took us some time to get there, and that's okay. You know, we've got all the time that we've got until the Lord says, it's time. And <laughs> I want to learn everything <laughs> that right. He has for us to, right. to learn, right? We're on I mean, His time. We are on His timetable, not not our own. So, Amen. But I'd just like to... to thank all the all the listeners all the the partners that support this ministry you know that you've been such a blessing to us and we are thankful to the lord for you and we thank you for your obedience to the lord and both in keeping us lifted up in prayer and, and by us i mean this ministry as a whole but also sowing into the ministry and then of course by liking the episodes by subscribing on any number and of platforms where you find a day of prayer on and then by sharing these with others so they too can learn and grow in relationship with our Lord and Savior and just doing that is helping us fulfill the things that the Lord has mandated for this ministry which is one to build his house and two to preach and teach the gospel throughout the four corners of the earth so thank you for partnering with us and helping us to fulfill that before our Lord and Savior you know, John so, it's yes so. brother you're talking about we're in, we're officially in chapter eight. Yes, and, and we were in chapter seven for a while, and at the tail end of that, as you were saying that, I just got like a a, a picture. It's amazing how sometimes you know, the Lord will put a picture in our mind, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes it can take us weeks to fully unpack. Right, this, this this millisecond of something that popped in. But yes. if you've ever seen any of the reality shows where they're looking for gold, All right, and they go in and they just you know they they just massively sift tons and tons of dirt right mm-hmm. and so many people when they're looking for gold they're looking for a nugget just laying on the ground <laughs> and they find this big nugget and they think they've won a treasure right and they, they go to redeem right. it right and they cash it in mm-hmm. as if it's a it's a point and a destination and yet with the these companies they use massive amounts of equipment and mm-hmm. all kinds of technology and all. They sift the dirt and sift the dirt and sift the dirt and sift the dirt over and over again through these processes. And they drive it all the way down to the, the smallest pieces. And yet the flakes, yes. And that's where the biggest payload is. That's where the wealth comes in. When as you put it all God's, together, all those little specks, those little right, flakes. As we look mm-hmm. at God's word and we just continually to sift through it over and over again. It's not that we're looking for a nugget. We're not looking for a payday. No. We're not looking for a one and done. We're looking for a continual sprinkling of these little flakes mm-hmm. of gold that will enhance our lives. Then that's where our wealth comes from. Amen. Amen. 
I love that. That was a that really, was a really wonderful analogy, powerful um, analogy and picture. Glory to God. And so if you miss the point, we're never in a rush to go through the word in no. this particular format. There are formats where topical is appropriate. There's formats and, where... And time and all those things are factors. Lord, as the Lord is leading you. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. But there's the opportunity for true wealth in Amen. our relationship comes in mining the word over and over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Promise as you as we opened, you prayed, thank you, Lord, that your word never changes. It doesn't ever change, but it's also living and active, so it's always new and refreshing as well. Amen. We should be changing daily as a result of the continual infilling of the Lord and his word in our life. It should be changing us. It does not change. We should be changing, becoming conformed to the image of Christ yes. because of his word. Isn't that a cool picture? It's a wonderful picture, brother. It's a cool picture, man. It's just like, mm-hmm. just, <laughs> well, amen. Very much so. Sorry, amen. with that, let's yeah. get into the word. <laughs> let's do it. I mean, that's why we're here. So let's amen. show you word. Let's not you talk about that? like <laughs> Yeah, that was nice. And let's, with that, let's well played, brother. Can I get a volunteer to read <laughs> chapter eight, verses one through eight, please? Amen. amen. Let's not talk about talking about the word. Let's actually let's get into it. it. Who's reading for us today? I am. All right. right. Let's have it. So can you reread Acts 8, 1 through 8? I can. Please do. Now Saul was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men um, carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere, preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes, with one accord, heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voices, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Amen. Before we open it up, one, I'll say, comment to make. Um, off of what LeCharles was discussing yesterday when asking about Philip. Which Philip was it? And I said, I wasn't sure, right? But the reality is, yes. does it matter? Well, verse 1 makes it clear. The apostles stayed in Jerusalem. So the Philip that it's discussing in verse 5 um, is, well, what what many would consider the deacon, Philip. It appears to be that way. Yes. Um, so, well, it wasn't the apostle. It was not the apostle. Right. No. Exactly. It may have been, but it certainly wasn't the apostle if the apostle stayed. The apo- exactly. So, it would be the what, what many would give the title of deacons, right? They, many in the church typically claim that the first deacons were the seven that were selected, of which Stephen was one. So, uh, just, for, just for clarity. But I do want to also, everything else that was said is accurate because the Lord is no respecter of persons. So the same things that, that was happening in and through the apostles that we saw in the temple when they went, we see here out as through the, the quote-unquote deacons as they are in all these other regions that the Lord had literally told his disciples to go to. Amen? Amen. Yes. All right. So, at this time, the floor is open 
to give each of you the opportunity to share with the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you and ask any other questions or any questions that you have. So, who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. And something that the Lord showed me um, when I was just thinking about how many people were healed of paralysis or being lame, not able to use their bodies properly. And I just thought, man, there sure is a lot of physical ailments here. And the Lord was just reminding me that it wasn't all just physical. There were some that were spiritually paralyzed by fear, doubt, unbelief, classified as whichever whichever way you want to, that they needed to be delivered from. And that came as a result of the adversary taking advantage of the fact that they had not yet been filled with the Holy Spirit because there was an empty spot. And we see in Matthew um, about people that are demon possessed they they're cast out they go through dry places seeking rest and then they go well i'm going to return to the house that i came from and they find the demonic spirits yes demonic spirits the holy making that clear for the listeners the whole when the holy spirit comes in he stays demonic spirits when they're cast out they go through dry places seeking rest and finding none and they're like well i'm gonna go back home whack where i came from and they find the house swept cleaned up and put in order but there's nobody occupying it. So he's like, well, I'm going to take seven more of my buddies and I'm going to go back home. We're going to throw a party. And the Lord was just showing me that because they weren't, they hadn't yet been filled with the Holy Spirit, they had, the adversary was taking advantage of that and trying to keep them from receiving it. Like we see with the men in chapter seven, stopping their ears and running with one accord. They didn't want to be delivered, but the ones here that Philip was preaching to wanted deliverance. They just didn't know where to go necessarily to get it. And when it came to them, they received it. Likewise, for us today, when God comes to us, receive it. You may not know the exact answer per se, because, well, it's not for you to know. God knows all the answers, and you can ask him. And when he comes, just receive it. It's it's really that simple. Anyone else? I had a thought. Oh, 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 promise. Go ahead. Oh, you go ahead, baby. I saw you were jumping. I can wait. Go ahead. Thank you, Mom. You're welcome, darling. Okay, the Lord's talking to me about verse 4 where it says, Therefore, those who are scattered went everywhere preaching the word. And so the Lord's reminding me of how inside of the Gospels where it said that they were supposed to be the salt of the world. And so the Lord's reminding me that it was important for Christians instead of staying inside one spot with other Christians, but going out with the world. Not going out with the world, but pre- going to the world and preaching. And we're at in the end of verse in the end of the, sorry, the end of the verse where it says And those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word, and the Lord showed me that in order to do that they had to act upon the opportunity that the Lord gave them. And so the Lord reminded me of the little seed dispersers Mm -hmm. and how it chooses seeds everywhere. Mm -hmm. But if the seed doesn't grow, then the seed's useless. It's only the seeds that make sure they get the roots first and then grow upwards and they're able to produce produce more seeds. Those are the ones that bring more fruit. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, the Lord reminded me of the seeds. Whenever a tree is full, it's not just one seed on the tree. It's not just one piece of fruit. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's more. Well, it's always multiple. Yep, multiple fruit. Amen. I mean, like when they're early producing, you may only get 
one or two when the tree is young, but more is coming. And even if it's like a peach tree that has one seed in it or an avocado tree, more is coming. That tree will continue to produce year after year after year. Amen. And so the Lord showed me that it's the same with the word, that whenever the Lord gives us something and we sow it into other places, that it produces more fruit. Amen. It then, I also found it interesting in verse 7 where it says, And for unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. Mm-hmm. And verse 8, and there was great joy in the city. Okay. And so the Lord reminded me that the purpose that the Lord created humans was to worship him. And also, when Adam sinned, they were also supposed to preach the word. And how only you and dad say that there's two differences between joy and happy, being happy. Mm-hmm. And happy is just an emotion that's in the moment versus joy that's throughout. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord showed me that when we actually preach the word and do what he's telling us to do, that's what brings the joy. Amen. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. So when Holy Spirit has a chance to um, have his, his abode, when we give him the opportunity, he always wants to, but we have to give him a chance. And when we allow him to grow us up and to produce himself on the inside of us, he brings with him the fruit of his, of his dwelling. This is his personality, his nature, and his character that he has to come flourish through us. So amen. Do you have anything else, sweetie? Not right now. Okay. You know, I was looking at the same uh, section of scripture and you, you brought something up that, that also kind of uh, sparked my mind to think in a different way. When Philip came in verse four, like you were talking about preaching the word, they were preaching the word of faith in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? They were, yes. they were taking the same scriptures, but they were focusing on having faith in Jesus and Jesus is your doorway. He's the answer to your problem. And he's got all that you need. And Holy Spirit was there to um, support that or approve of it, right? And say and show the sign that this is what God wants and provided the miracles. But it was the faith in the name of Jesus that brought change to them, not the reading of the law. Preaching the word of faith in the name of Jesus brought change to them. Mm-hmm. Not if they were sitting there by the synagogue or any of that other stuff. Not the preaching of the law, not, and not even preaching, but the reading of the law or the the prison that was put around people in the law. So that's that's a, an important marker in our mind. It's not memorization of scripture that makes you anything or not anything. It is faith in the name of Jesus Christ that makes you potent, that makes you able, that makes you um, and draws you closer to God. That is what signifies your placing in him not the amount of scripture that you've memorized or that you even put to other people. Me just telling you what the Bible says and just blurting out scripture and the power of God is not behind it. I haven't preached you for you to have faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Then there's no opportunity for salvation. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that comes in, as soon as the name of Jesus and putting your trust comes in, now we've got a door to salvation. Now your life can actually be changed. Now you can see the real power of God coming through. And that was the difference between when Philip showed up and what they had been living in previously and what they were experiencing. 
Now, my second thought is kind of on a different side. Oh. Well, there's there's the scripture around that as well, right? Because you know, right. we're seeing the what you were just discussing, the dispersion of the first church to all the areas and the places where, where the Lord had already commanded them, his apostles, his well, disciples now, apostles, to go to preach the word, right? And, yes. And we talked about how uh, there's a number of different points, but I was reminded of Romans 10, mm-hmm. um, 14 through, um, I'll say the first part of chapter 11, right? But uh, So I'll just read a few select verses where it says, How then shall they call on him, which is Jesus, in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right, but then, of course, he continues and, and says how they rejected the gospel. They rejected the message. They rejected the Lord, right? So, of course, in chapter Romans 11 begins by saying, I say that has God cast away his people? Certainly not, right? But he continues, and, and you were saying it's, it's not just about pedigree or where you're from or culture or all these other things. It's by grace, right? Which is made abundantly clear in Romans 11, 5 and 6. Even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. So they, so people are the people. Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth are now receiving the message because it has gone out. It is not contained within borders anymore. But it's being dispersed throughout all the regions where the Lord had already commanded them to go. So they can hear and they can humble themselves and submit to the Lord. And have an opportunity to. To so, enter into a relationship, yes. And, and making that clear, it's the faith in the name of Jesus Amen. that provides opportunity. So you can send out word, but it's not God word. It's not word based on faith in the name of Jesus Christ, and it won't produce anything because they were synagogues all over the place, correct? Yes. There were various people that rose up to start their own movements and yada, yada, yada. But that doesn't produce life in someone. It doesn't produce change. The life of God comes with the preaching of the name of Jesus Christ. It comes Amen. with preaching of faith in the name of Jesus Christ, which is the scripture I was I was speaking from. And I just didn't say, let's go back and read yes. Romans chapter 10. Just want to make it clear for, for everyone. I'll, I'll read one more verse that to, to tie that up. And it says, this is verse 8 of Romans chapter 10. It says, but what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. Amen. That is the word of faith, which we preach. So, Preaching the name of Jesus brings change. Preaching faith in the name of Jesus brings change and opens doors. Um, real quick before we're out of time for today, the, the other side of that uh, coin that I was looking at in Acts chapter 8 was verse 7, which both you and uh, Promise and Layla mentioned, the unclean spirits. But verse 8, it stood out to me. It says, and there was great joy in that city. Mm-hmm. Now, 
the the adversary, and there there are scriptures in the New Testament that reference this. Promise it. Prom, the adversary promises freedom <laughs> by by bowing down and submitting to the the ways of the world and and carnality. But these people were all in bondage, and denoting that they had joy once they were delivered, once they heard Jesus mm-hmm. preached. Now they had joy. Wait a second. Yeah. Now there was deliverance. These people being paralyzed and lame and healed. That is not a joyful life. It's not a life that they're like, man, this is exactly how I wanted things to be. Or um, how they envisioned it would be. <laughs> exactly. And not that everything in Christ is about how you envision. Or imagined it. But oppression does not render a good life. And, you know, I'm thinking about current events that are happening, and not only in America, but throughout the throughout world. Throughout the world, absolutely. And the adversaries going, oppression is the way to freedom. And uh, there's a scripture that references silly women being taken hostage, um, being taken hostage in their minds by cunning men, because they come in and they go, well, if you're, we'll give you freedom, enter into lustful behaviors, put on debauchery, put on revelries, um, start riots, uh, live in a, um, a sexually immoral way, then you'll be free. Abort those babies, that'll make you free. But that brings oppression. And these people were clearly oppressed by the adversary. So living the way that the devil points out does not bring freedom. It does not bring a way of life that's desirable, but it brings a way of life that is undesirable. So I just thought that was an interesting um, way that the Lord highlighted that when Christ came, clearly he brought something different than what they had. It was something that they weren't currently living in, that's why Christ was able to make a change for them, right? If they were already yes. living a good life and it was equal, same, same, then there wouldn't have been deliverance. Deliverance denotes you're in a lower place, right? That, yes. that, that's just, yeah. you know. And, and let's, let's be clear. A lower place that you were unable to shake, which means you needed someone else, in this case Christ, and in all cases Christ, Amen. to step in and set you free because you could not do it of yourself or your own power or intellect or any of those other qualities or attributes so the debauchery couldn't do it the casting off god couldn't do it you understand what i'm saying idol worship couldn't do it come on now idol worship couldn't do it nothing could bring what jesus narcotics or any other thing could bring the farm uh, (laughs) medication couldn't bring it and nothing could bring restoration to them nothing could actually bring freedom but faith in the name of jesus christ and the power of god coming through him and the preaching of his name. So um, I just want to encourage you today. If, if you know, I, I know that TV always has a, a picture of how good it is to be without God, how wonderful it is to put off um, what seems like God is trying to hold you back from. God is not holding you back from anything good. It's and protecting any, you. It's only protecting you. He's trying to show you good because the world has no concept of it. The world doesn't know it because the adversary doesn't know it. So as God is saying, here I am, partake of him, trusting and knowing that he is good. He has good plans for you. And when he makes you wealthy, when he adds to your life, he doesn't add sorrow with it. Even in Stephen dying before God, he didn't, he wasn't boohooing. He was so sad as life was over. He's going, I'm looking at my savior. I'm looking at the one that I love. I'm, let me come to you. He didn't say preserve me. He said, just let me come to you. Receive my spirit. I want to go home. And that was his transition from the earth from Stefan's perspective. And likewise, we should know that our God has good for us and our target should be, I want to be one with you, Lord. I just want to, let's just get this done. So 
Just want to encourage you, the world has nothing to offer. No matter how pretty they dress it up, all the end of it is death. All the end of what the world offers is bondage. It is subjugation. It is all of those things. But God truly, through Jesus Christ, offers freedom. Amen. Anyone else have anything they want to share quickly? Just have an interesting thought to contemplate. I was trying to um, find out what the population was of Samaria at the time. Okay. <clears throat> um, there's, a, there's a bunch of numbers all over the place. It's, it's <laughs> right. difficult. You know, mm-hmm. So it looks like it's conjecture. Right. Mm-hmm. You're calling it conjecture. So maybe 30,000. Okay. Which is a pretty significant mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's not a village. <laughs> it's not a village, but right. it's, it just strikes me as interesting that there were many mm-hmm. that were paralyzed and lame. Many, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's so, so much so like it's almost like there was like an ongoing train of them. Again, the, the word doesn't right. gives clarity. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't, you know, mm-hmm. add to or take away from it. Just a thought to ponder. There right. was a lot of people, percentage wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, to me, it would seem disproportionate. I wouldn't have thought that it was so many in right. a, a place that was so small. Right, That's right, all. right. It was just something to, to ponder. A but, high percentage of their population was lamed and broken and you know in need of healing but but right? at the same time let's let's look at today right there's there there are those that uh, there's a difference of course physical and you know the internal or, or it was mental emotional whatever the case mm-hmm. is right but like anything else it, this is not something new people have always looked at it as something to be ashamed of so why wouldn't if we, uh, people, society, tries to hide disabilities, ailments, all these other things to the best of their ability today, wouldn't they try to do it, have done it back then? Yes. So, so but, we, but we know, yes, we track, tend to track things more now, right? As far as numbers and, and data and, and metrics and all those things, right? To, to do analytics and, you know, have a, a quote-unquote more accurate picture. Of what's happening, right? Yes. But I'll tell you, there's nothing new under the sun. Because that's what scripture says. So it would be the exact same thing today. It's just a matter of they now saw, they were presented with the answer, which is in Christ. Mm-hmm. And they, acting in faith, chose to receive what Christ offers and presents which is his love his grace his mercy and as a result of those things there is deliverance there is blessing there is healing there is everything else contained within him but in the same way we today have to choose to receive those things mm-hmm. we cannot value the the ailments the you know the disabilities the whatever it is right over yes. the lord but expect there to be change we actually have to receive the thing, him, that he is presenting. And he's presenting himself to us. But we must choose to receive it. And by receive it, I mean receive him. Amen. There's no other way. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, let's pause there for today. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing in our lives, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for how you continue to show your hand, Lord. Not that you're doing wrong, Lord, but that you continue to show your goodness to us, Lord. 
And Lord, we just thank you that we have the ability to rejoice and trust in you, Lord, knowing that we don't have to struggle through life, Lord, but that you have already taken care of everything that we need, Lord. Lord, we also are glad that you are only good and never evil, Lord, that you only do good things for us, Lord, and you never harm us in any way. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.